for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. How are you doing this morning? It's Saturday morning coffee. Uh, Greg Embry and Jean Bonsignor are pitch hitting for Reese Boyd. Reese is uh, somewhere we don't know. I think Reese is in the mountains, John. I think he is in the mountains. Well, he didn't little, tell me he was going to the break, mountains. Yeah, uh, just a little, little break. Well, it's so it's an honor having you here with me. Uh, Reese called me up and said, "I said yes, I'll do this show. Who am I going to be doing with?" He said, "You're going to do it yourself." I said, "I'm me for two hours." I said, "Okay, I can do that," but. Uh, John, I've known you for a long time. You, oh. can, you can do two hours by yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not as good as you, but anyway, uh, Greg, uh, I'll tell you something about myself. Uh, I'm up there in years, and I'm looking for the state to give me a special dispensation about sales tax, which they said they would do it to anybody over 80. Not that I'm over 80, but uh, that's something to look forward to. Also, I graduated from uh, a school called Cambridge School of Radio and TV Announcing, and my first assignment, I'm a Yankee, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, and I was born in Brooklyn, I was raised in Brooklyn, I went to school in Brooklyn. I uh, married a girl from uh, North Carolina, but however, my first assignment... And, and got here as soon as you could, and got here as soon as you could. <laughs> no, she dragged me along. But go. anyway, uh, I went to Brevard, uh, North Carolina. It's uh, At that time, it was a, a very small town, and... Uh, Everybody, the streets would uh, close down about um, six o'clock, and I had this show from four to seven, and I would be lost there. A Yankee going my first time there, coming out of the service of the Air Force, going take all these tests, and my my forte uh, apparently was in communications. Well, I stayed there for about uh, five days, and I, I'm laying in bed one day. I'm looking at the ceiling. I say, what am I doing here? My God, I have nobody. I just feel so uncomfortable. So I ran back home. Mama said, come on back home. I said, okay, I better go back home. So I went to also the, uh, I had a degree in um, law uh, from Chicago. I, uh, ha- I have a forte in communications. Locally, I've done a TV show here, a cable show on Channel 4. Sure, I try uh, to get you, but yeah. it's so difficult getting a guy like you to come on my show you, with you, Paul Gable. You didn't at, try at, very hard, I, I, I promise you. Well, you're a tough to guy that. to get in touch with. But anyway, that's about me. I can go on and on and on. But however, you're the star of the show, not me. You, the Honorable Senator... Greg Embry. I feel like uh, from the University of Memphis. It sounds like <laughs> I've just been uh, introduced for uh, for the for to play in the NBA Finals. But uh, John, it's great to be here with you this morning. It's uh, I appreciate uh, really appreciate Reese um, inviting us to come on, and he does a terrific job with the show. Uh, but he does get to, he really does need to take off once in a while. So we're glad to glad to fill in for him. Glad to be here with you. 
Well, tell us something about yourself. I mean, sure. you you were our solicitor, the fifteenth judicial district uh, solicitor, Greg. Yeah, the um, you, yeah. you you smashed uh, Wilson when you ran. Well, you smashed him. I, I, what, we, what, we, what, we had a lot of good help, and we did. What do you mean we, help? We did a lot of help. Your to, talent was the help. No, no, we had your a lot. Talent, of, no, come on, stop it, will you? A lot don't of do that to us. A lot of people, but no, my um, John. You know, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, went to University of Memphis and got my degree in economics. Went on to University of South Carolina School of Law. Uh, that was in the mid eight or early eighties. Um, graduated law school. Met uh, met a South Carolina girl, not unlike your story. Uh, met a South Carolina girl. Married her. My wife Renee. We've been married for ne- in a couple of weeks. It'll be thirty five years. So wow. Been wow, married married a long time and, and a, a Happy wonderful anniversary to you. I know it's coming right up. Uh, but we ended up, I was a criminal prosecutor, started out as an assistant solicitor, um, prosecuting cases in Columbia, South Carolina, ultimately moved to the beach to become city attorney in North Myrtle Beach, which included city prosecutions as well as the civil work. Um, as you know, then you, and you already, already set me up for this in 1998, made the decision to run for solicitor of the 15th Circuit that covers already in Georgetown counties. Uh, with a lot of help from a lot of people, uh, a a you know kind of a nobody from up in a little North Myrtle Beach uh, <laughs> nobody was able to beat a uh, two-term incumbent of, you know, who's viewed as a very popular incumbent. But uh, like I said, we had a lot of good help and and was served in that in that capacity for 14 years. It was a, it really was a dream job. It's the best job I'll ever have. So you worked for Ralph Wilson? No, 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 I, I no. You said you were a solicitor. Uh, I was I was the solicitor at that point in that fourth. No, no, no. Year. I'm talking about when you said you 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 worked yeah, for the solicitor's um, office. That was in Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, Columbia. So, okay. Yeah. So that's where I kind of learned the business. And I then, see. Uh, and then I did that for about ten years in Columbia, and then um, came down here. And that was an know, opening here in North Myrtle Beach, and you took that the city attorney job. That's right. So. Um, Anyway, that was. But I know I pushed you, and so did uh, Cleo Steele. Uh, yeah, oh, y'all were, y'all Cleo, were terrific. Cleo, Cleo you know, of course, Cleo is is well known in local political circles. Very well known. She's just she and her husband recently moved back to Ohio. Richard. Um, uh-huh. To yeah, to to uh, be closer to family, and um, I miss her all the time. I really do. I, I, I tried to call her this week. Anyway, she's. Uh, but ran, well, how much how much did it cost you to run for the uh, solicitor's office when you first ran? You know, back then, John, it was about. I think we had a we had a primary, a runoff, and a general election. Oh, you were in the primary? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Well, I didn't two, know that. Oh yeah, we had two two other Republicans in the primary. Blake Martin, who's uh, who was a the deputy solicitor for Ralph Wilson, uh, and then um, um, uh, Jane Spillane. Who was a local personality and uh-huh, former right. beauty queen, and married right. to Mickey? She was, and married right, right, to Mickey yeah. Spillane, right, the, right, the right, mystery right. author. And but but uh, he was in Georgetown. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're, 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 they yeah. cover both the Georgetown. Cover both, cover right, both right. areas. Okay. It was a fascinating mm-hmm. race. I don't you don't want to go down you know memory lane too much with that. But having and she was a non-lawyer uh, at the time. You didn't have to be a lawyer to be solicitor, which is ridiculous because you have to. It's a job being a lawyer but well the probate judge is not a lawyer you don't have to be a lawyer that's to be right a probate yeah, it like either. so so, so it was similar to that and um it was a it was a lot of fun it was a fascinating race and a lot of fun and a lot of help and it's got i got great memories about that but anyway started a solicitor for 14 years um uh-huh. and that's uh and had been a prosecutor for nearly 25 
uh, and it was, you know, it was, it was, it was getting to that place well, where well, it was a great job. Years, years. Was that term limit? Your term limit? Yourself? No, no, no. Oh, you I just left. No, no. I didn't. You could have gone another term. I could have gone another term. I was in the middle of a term. But you got a, you got a good replacement. But uh, Richardson, uh, Jimmy Richardson great, is great a guy, sweetheart. Oh my God, yeah. is he good? So um, anyway, I decided to. I decided I wasn't ready to quit. Quit, but I was. It, I could tell it was time to. I was getting burned out. It's a it's a high stress job serving a solicitor, and we were running a big law firm with a hundred people, and uh, the cases that come to you they're 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 partic- can be particularly difficult. So uh, when I kind of noticed that I was not having as much fun, you know, at year number fourteen as I was in year number three, mm-hmm. it was time to start. You know, I started kind of thinking, well, maybe I need to make a change, and ran for senate, and uh, that's where we where we landed. And I've been in the senate now for eight years. But did you run against uh, you didn't run against uh, Elliot, did you? No, uh, Senator Elliot, who had been in the in the General Assembly in the House and in the Senate uh, for a total of thirty years, wow. uh, had been there a long time, and and um, he had he decided to retire and is, was a great supporter of mine. And uh, even though he was a you know he was a Democrat when he was elected, uh, he was not a, a liberal person. He was a very business minded. Well, he was conservative. Yeah, he was a he had a He's conservative. More, he was more a Republican than Democrat. Yeah, he was. A he, great, was a, a great, he had a conservative worldview. Oh, well, um, wonderful man, good man. So I would always invite him to the breakfast that we had at the South Strand Republican Club. Annually, we'd have a legislative breakfast where we have mm-hmm. all the legislators to tell us what bills are coming up and what bills they're supporting and how they're supporting and what they're all about. And I always invited Dick Elliott because Dick Elliott brought some extra information there on the other side of the aisle, the Democratic yeah. side, but more or less, he was, to me, he was more uh, as, as a moderate than he was either a liberal oh, no question. or, a, no question about or, it. He or was, a conservative. He was, was a like, very, very pro-business um, senator, so uh, I would I agree with you. I think his worldview is a lot more conservative oh, but before, than Before liberal. we take the break, uh, Greg, and I don't want to do this to you, I know that you, uh, you're the chairman of uh, the Senate uh, Education Department. Right. And uh, right now, education is number one priority in the county. As you see, uh, Kenny Richardson, uh, who's the superintendent or the chairman of the school board, chairman of the school board. That's right. uh, he's uh, he's instituting a program where you put in these uh, flexiglass um, dividers and on all of the desks. It's going to cost about thirty-four or forty-three million dollars. Why doesn't he just ask the students to put on a shield? Why do you have to put it on? Plexiglass. Do you, are you communicating with him on these things? Or well, just, we, 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 talk, we speak all the time, and I know that that is taking place, and I know that that's one of the recommendations from CDC. That's one strategy that they've recommended is erecting these plexiglass shields. Uh, you know, I I don't know enough. I mean, I, you know, I have to kind of listen to the experts on that. Uh, although I will tell you, John, and you you and I have talked about this offline. There's the experts that have. Given us, you know, masks were a bad thing, then masks are a must thing. You know, it's it's we get a lot of conflicting information from the so-called science and experts, which leaves the public uh, really scratching their head and confused. Well, do you have hearings on it? Uh, are you not, are having hearings no, on these this things? Is a, or to get the input from the uh, public? On, well, we've had it? a lot of. I mean, we've taken a lot of testimony about a lot of uh, issues surrounding coronavirus, but. This is a local issue for the local school board. There's this is federal money that's flowing down through the states that has to be used for this type of a use. You can't apply this Deviate. money. Uh-huh. 
to uh, to anything else. So okay. um, I know we've got lots more to talk about in education. Well, we got, we got to take a break right now, so uh, let's uh, hang it up and listen to this message. We'll be right back. It's a great time to be in the plexiglass business. There you go. For sure. That's for sure. <laughs> 48 degrees as you step outside this morning, no rain. We'll be back with more Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd's standing guest. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. Dependable service. Dependableservice.com. We're here for you seven days a week. Our expert knowledge can't be beat. When you need it done right, we can guarantee service for your plumbing and air you deserve a team who makes quality a priority hard working and honest our name is our promise dependable service dependableservice.com hey let's play my favorite flavor at wild wing cafe i'll go first none better than old yeller carolina mustard nope I love me some ranchilada, part ranch and part spicy. You're both wrong. The best Wild Wing Cafe wings are Red Dragon Hot Teriyaki. Hold it, I'm a pro. Wild Wing Cafe Atomic Meltdown. Oh, yeah, they're hot. Any way you like them, 30 different flavors. Mix them up or go pure. Wild Wing Cafe at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach. This is the McLeod Health Medical Minute. Dr. Michael Sperling of McLeod Primary Care Seacoast. This year, the flu vaccine may be more important than ever. The flu is a contagious respiratory illness caused by the influenza virus that can cause mild to severe sickness and at times can lead to hospitalization and even death. It usually starts suddenly with symptoms including fever, headache, body aches, tiredness, sore throat, and often diarrhea and vomiting in children. In areas where groups of people are close together, like schools, homes, and workplaces, the flu can spread quickly. It is most contagious during the first 24 hours. The best way to prevent flu is to get a flu vaccine each year, which greatly reduces the chances of developing and spreading the flu virus. You should also practice good hand washing. I invite you to call 843-390-8320. You didn't buy a beach investment property to stress over it. Stop worrying. The professionals at Thomas Beach Vacations become your partners, treating your home as if it were their own. They will create your personal strategic plan and get bookings rolling in. And they'll care for your home while you're not there. Contact Thomas Beach Vacations at NorthMyrtleBeachVacations.com. That's NorthMyrtleBeachVacations.com. Thomas Beach Vacations. Customer focus. Results driven. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Join the conversation. Saturday morning coffee is here to take your call. 843 903 
2945, or you can always use the PCRXcomputers.com text line, 843-798-8255. Special guests, John and Greg, are filling in for Reese this morning. Nice Hi, right. how are you doing? Uh, Saturday morning coffee, uh, Greg Embry, the great senator uh, from the state of South Carolina, and me, John Von Signor. People, wake up! Yeah, this it's morning, a, it's, a beautiful it's, morning. It's, it's, it Call is a, in. It, it is a Saturday morning where some people sleep in a little, choose to sleep in a little bit. But well, they have uh, a radio; they can put it on while they're sleeping. That's well, they, and, and they listen can, to they your melodious dream, voice. Dream about us as they're yeah, well, waking they up. Well, melodious voice would sounds wake like them a, up. Sounds like a hear recurring you. nightmare to me, but I don't know. Well, we're talking about education. The uh, first question that comes to my mind is um, uh, the education funding uh, per. Pupil, how do how, how how's that coming? Well, it's um there's a, you know there's this narrative out there, and I believed it as as a parent, and I believed it when I first started in the Senate that we were underfunding education in South Carolina. That like we do a lot of things on the cheap. I will admit, I mean there there are things our court system is sort of operated. We do that at a, at a very efficient manner. Um, do it you know efe- efficiently that yeah, way. But, but, but all the funding comes from what um, it comes from taxes, right? But, oh, so but, some school districts are not very uh, rich. They're poor. Right, right. But you have Carolina. you have three sources of money that fund the school. We have we have about I think we have seventy nine school districts. Seventy nine oh in South God. Carolina now, and they are all funded. There are three sources of funding for all of them: federal, state, and local money. And if you want to, and it, and if you want to look at it as a statewide breakdown, I mean every county, every district's a little different, but percentage wise, it's roughly ten percent from the federal government, forty five from the state, forty five from the locals. So that's that's if you want to just a general rule of thumb, that's pretty good. And and, you know, we, we kind of get this. Oh, we're you know, the teachers have to buy their own supplies. And, you know, we're having these bake sales to to pay for things. And you think, well, we must really be pretty bad, uh, you know, pretty bad off. Well, and that's the, why and Beasley the, lost. He lost the, on the education is, and issue. The, tr- and the, governor. The, the truth of it is we are funding education in South Carolina on average at fifteen thousand dollars per pupil. So that means the seven hundred fifty thousand Public school kids, we are. Well, but is that enough, though? Well, I mean, it's a stunning I mean, amount. I mean, forty eighth. I mean, think, in a nationwide. Think, think well. I mean, that's on outputs. Our, I mean, we're 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 way we're very uh, we're struggling with our outputs with the with the with the the job we're doing. You know, as far as where our kids are ranked with kids from other states, uh, it's nothing to be proud of there. However, from an input standpoint, being the financial inputs that go into the education system. We're funding it $15,000 a, a child. And if you think about that, John, take 20 kindergartners. So that's a small kindergarten class. That's $300,000 we're spending per year to, to educate that class. Now, that's a lot of money. I mean, I, when you think you pay a teacher, I mean, a teacher with benefits, uh, an t- average teacher in South Carolina with benefits, if you annualize her salary, um, it's about ninety thousand dollars a year. Ninety thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, that's when you analyze. Well, they don't get in their paychecks. Yeah. Well, they they, they they don't get that. They don't work. They don't work for three months out of the year in the classrooms. Now yeah, they but, do, uh, but other, if you look at other states, they pay their teachers much more. Well, they and have, they the same. Uh, yeah, yeah. One hundred eighty days that they have for education. But they, they, they all. But they also in a lot of states the cost of living is much much higher. But so why are you, they always griping? They're not getting paid enough. The teachers. I'm saying I, I, a lot of them are giving up their jobs. I can't answer that question. Um, I think, well, I mean, everybody. Well, I'm not asking you to answer it. Yeah, I'm just giving you a, maybe a, on the top of your head you could uh, reason why. Well, I, I mean, I think everybody wants more money, and I think everybody wants easier working conditions. That's just the nature of the beast. 
Um, it's That's a hard true. job. Very I don't, true. you know, being a teacher and particularly if you're a, if you're a committed, effective teacher, it's a hard job. It's really tough to put up with all the things you got to deal with to be a, a good teacher. But, um, that being said, uh, it's not this, you know, pittance that we, you know, people would have you believe now starting out teachers make a lot less, you know, and of course the teachers on the far end are making more than that. But the average uh-huh. is the average is about the salary is about fifty. It's about fifty-four thousand. So, so, so the funding per student is about fifteen thousand dollars. Funding per student is about fifteen thousand dollars, which ranks us ahead of California. We actually spend. This is so. This is something we don't know. Yeah. See, right? People don't know this. They think we're doing it on the cheap. We are. We are right at the national average in our per pupil funding, and and we're also which which really when you correlate that to wages or, or you know cost of living in South Carolina, we're funding schools eighth in the nation. If you if you correlate it to the spending power of that money, you know the buying power. I mean the buying power of that money because because things are cheaper here to buy. Um, so we're um, you know we're putting we're putting a lot of money into the system, uh, but we're not getting the outputs that match up to the inputs. Uh, what uh, legislation that you passed this prior year in your session of this of the Senate that was passed that you can say well this is something that I was fighting for. We got passed, and it's going to do what for? Well, the state? I, I I can talk to you about what didn't get passed more than I can <laughs> well, talk to you about what got you passed. Want. This is your show. Go ahead. But, uh, Shoot away. The, the uh, this past year we did a major education reform bill. Uh, it was called S four nineteen. That's the the bill number. Uh, it was it started out about an eighty five page bill. Um, was that your bill? It was. It was the Speaker of the House drafted the original version. I filed a companion bill in the Senate. Okay, that was is, Lucas and your bill. That was, right. And Jay, the speaker is Lucas in the House. Jay Lucas, right. right. Okay. It was his, he, he started with it. it. We took a year to work it to, to I feel One like. One year to work it, wow. To, to improve it because oh, we, improve it. Okay. we went through a very exhaustive, uh, had public hearings all over the state, uh, had, had hundreds of teachers testify and all other, you know, parents, a few parents, a few students, mostly teachers testified, some administrators, um, but lots and lots of input on the bill, made many, many changes and amendments, finally got it to the Senate last, this past year, the 2020 session. It was the number one bill we took up in the Senate, the, the number one big bill, had to put it in special order to get it on the floor, which is another procedural move we had to take to get it out there because there were objections to it. And um, what was the major objections? Well, the, the, recall what they were? you know, it's it's interesting. There was a there's a teachers group that was opposed to it. Um, and I still probably 75 percent of the bill were things that teachers asked for. So it, it was kind of a head scratcher. And they sort of said, well, we don't have 100 percent of what we want in there. So we don't want any of it. Oh, God. And it really was a, a an, an example of sort of legislative naivete. I mean, they just uh-huh, didn't right. know what they were doing. And so they had some senators fired up about it to, to you know, kind of go in there and really want to. So, so you, you debated on the floor? We, the we got it on the floor. I was you the, debated? I was the floor leader for the bill. Uh-huh. It's my, well, it's obviously, it's in my committee, my bill. Um, and uh, nine weeks, we debated the bill for nine weeks, the longest Golly. debate that I've had in the Senate or, or no, that, that we have had in the Senate in the eight years I've been there was this nine week debate. So we've, but after nine weeks and many amendments and lots and lots of frustration on my part uh, and blood, sweat and tears on mine and others, uh, we were able to get the bill out of the Senate over to the house. We were on the fast track to get it, get some action on the, on 
and we were already strategizing with the House on how we were going to. Uh, how are you assisted by our local uh, senators, Luke Rankin and Joel Finch? Um, both helped in different ways at different times. Okay. Um, we had a, an issue with school start date that Luke was real involved with. Uh, there were several times that Goldfinch engaged in sort of working out a, a compromise on a, on a little, you know, a piece here or there. I, I mean, see. We probably had 50 different, you know, ideas in there. There was a lot of different but, things. But you so have legislative aides that help you out on, on these We've got things? two research directors on I the mean, education I mean, you yourself. I, I, yeah, yeah. I've they're got they're two, assigned got, to the education I've got two research directors in the education committee. Is that enough? And, haha. Uh, no, well, it, I, I mean, not. you know, it's kind of one of those things, John. You, I mean, I've got the work to give, you know, to, to shoot at five people. I mean, we could we could do more if you had more staff, but we just, we're sort of limited on, which I don't know is altogether Well, when bad. are you going to come to the, uh, to the reality of the 21st century and we're, we're dealing today with so many issues and, and you're just stymied by what you have here in South Carolina. You have low salaries. You don't have the staff. Uh, there is a lot of things that uh, should be done and can be done. But why don't you raise your salaries? Well, well I, I mean, I mean you, you, yeah. it's truthfully, I mean, you're not getting paid that much. No. Uh, uh, I, I tried to get Bobby Harrell uh, years ago. I said, Barry, why don't you raise it? And he gave me all kinds of uh, excuses as why not to raise it. But look, when you, when you look at other states surrounding us and, and their legislators, especially senators and House members and, or assemblymen, whatever they call them, they're getting a good money right we're, we're, and, and and they do the work and they have the staff and they ha- have the offices where people can your constituents can come and see you i mean you 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 have to answer to uh, how many people you have about four hundred thousand people oh no no in our Is district it, my district it's probably a hundred and twenty thousand all right one hundred and twenty thousand. excuse me i went overboard why right, well overboard, it was about that it was about that when i was solicitor that was the number oh, that, yeah, was about the number but, but, but look you're one man and you have to answer all those questions yet yeah. and oftentimes you say, oh i don't get i calling the, the, the senator he doesn't answer me yeah but look what the senator does he has so many of these calls. Well, if people do you think need, we have, you, you know, they you need more, more help. Yeah, people think like they ask, well, wh- who's your, you know, where's your driver? And I'm like, driver? I mean, <laughs> the same the same guy who flies my helicopter, you know, I don't have those. We, we, uh, John, just before we take the break, we get paid. This is important for folks to know. The General Assembly, House and Senate members get paid $10,400 a year. Well, I know that. Service. I, I, I should have. Most I, people, a lot of people don't know that. They think we're rich. You know, they, well, you're not rich. You're not rich. rich. Uh, yeah. We were talking about before how close we had to talk to the mic, you know, and and Big Glenn said you had to do a dollar, then he went to $20, then he went to $50, and 100 I it said, what like about a, it what, like what an auction? About, it was like what an What about $1,000 when you get it from Greg? <laughs> right. These, all senators are rich. All right. I guess we have to go on a break now. Uh, so we'll come right back. Greg Embry, the Greek senator. And John Bonsignor, just an ordinary person. Here we are with this message. Morning Coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5.
Hey, everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. Thank you, Reese. Super excited to be on board. Uh, I do believe uh, we can bring some information that will serve your audience here, so I'm excited about that. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. My email is greg at gregsisson.com. That's the website, gregsisson.com. Hey, everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full-time in 1997, and our company is is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level. So we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients. Our market is red hot. Kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the Grand Strand. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. And then our website is gregsisson.com. Check us out there as well. If you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it, it would make sense to give me a call. Remax First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. From the Myrtle Beach Christian Church, here's Administrative Minister Jeff Holden. The first thing that you get from the church, and this this happened to Julie and I, going to the church, and we've been to many churches in town, and I'm not disrespecting any other church. We were just looking to get involved and be active. The first day we were at the church, we knew Danny, his wife, 15 to 20 people before we walked out the door, and we already were, couldn't, couldn't wait to get back into the next service. You mean I can get involved now? And the people that you get involved with that are there, you can see from them. You can see how happy they are. You can see that they're in service. We're off of Burkow Road, uh, right across from the Arrowhead Golf Course. We have services on Sunday morning at 8.30 and 11, and then we have them on a Sunday night at 6, and we have them Wednesday night at 6. If you are looking for love, and you want to get involved, and you want to serve, or you want to do anything, you just want to get involved, or you just want to come somewhere where someone's going to sit down on top of you and say, hey, we're glad you're here, can't wait to see you again, and you know they mean it, come see us. Online, MyrtleBeachChristianChurch.com. Brian Brady, CPA, is the only certified tax resolution specialist in all of South Carolina. He has over 30 years of experience helping local people like you deal with the IRS and state revenue departments. Don't wait around letting penalties and interest build up. Call Tax Resolution Services, LLC, today and let Brian address your tax issues. Call 843-668-4340 to schedule a contact-free consultation or go online to Tax Resolution Services, LLC. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. Ah, good morning. Wake up. It's a beautiful Saturday morning, and you're listening to Saturday Morning Coffee uh, with Reese Boy. But Reese is not here today. You have the Honorable Senator Greg Embry right. and me, small little me, John Bonsignor. Well, go ahead. Back to education. Uh, back to what you were saying with respect to the legislation that uh, you are proud of that passed. Uh, well, let me, yeah, let me wrap that up because I was proud when we got it out of the, you know, sort of coming, you know, coming back from the last segment. Uh, 
that bill, that reform bill, as I said, was was probably the biggest. It was certainly the biggest piece of education reform the General Assembly had taken up in 20 years. So it was a you know it was a big deal. It was a lot of hard work by a lot of people. Uh, nine weeks of debate. I mean, just just like it was like pushing a, a boulder uphill. Well, how did but, uh, how did the uh, House member uh, in education, Allison, do well, Rita Allison? Well, she was. She support- was I think well, she, we were. We were. We, did after, she work together with uh, that? We did. We we began that process as soon as we got it over there, and this was probably um, end of February, first of you know first week of March. Um, we get it over to the House. We begin the conversations about how we're going to work out the compromises of the differences between uh-huh, the two yeah, bills. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were already had staff working on it. Uh, because we saw that coming and knew we would be going to what's called conference committee to work out those differences. But uh, something happened on the way Uh-oh. to the conference committee. Uh, March came and this uh, awful little thing uh, came over from across the sea called coronavirus. And uh, the General Assembly, just like the rest of America and the rest of South Carolina, made the judgment to close and you know shut down in uh, in march it was mid well, this is a little little past mid-march uh, and it was you know the prudent thing to do at the time and we were all sort of in free fall we didn't know what we were dealing with uh internationally nationally or or locally so uh that was the decision that was made and i'll tell you john we thought we really believed that we'll be out two weeks maybe a month you know maybe a month and uh, we'll be right back at it, and we can get back to work on this. And I was literally having conversations while we were on this break with the Speaker of the House, with Rita Allison, with her staff member. You know, we're talking about okay, when we get back, how you know how what, what's our strategy on moving the education bill? And then of course, here we are. Um, we never did go back into full session. Uh, we did some. You know, we had to do some things with the budget. We went into session for a, a week here and a week there to do some emergency work allocate some of the coronavirus money that came out of Washington, things like that. So uh, we didn't just quit outright, but we, we didn't, you know, we were not back in session to do regular work. So the this that session of the General Assembly is now over. That bill is dead, um, That that uh, which is a shame to see a lot of good work go into a, a project like that, and then it, it, that it, at the end of the day gets uh, – gets uh, ended in, in the house in the pandemic. house did you pass it in the senate right we got it passed in the senate and the house passed their version they had a version the lucas version passed in the house the 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 Hembry version passed in the senate but you were in conference and that's where and we, were, and we were we had not formed the conference committee yet but we were you know, we were doing some pre- so, so you, didn't, you didn't meld both bills into uh, never got one. that far we never so got consequently that far. it did it pass no did you, you didn't bring it back to the senate or the we, house we, 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 so we, it just died it, it just died so you're going to bring it up again the next session well um we are that's that's we've got a couple of ideas that as we look at the next session, as we look at 2021 for the General Assembly, first, we're still in this you know, time of true uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, you have the vaccine we, right around the corner. I, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the school that believes we'll have this thing wrapped up sooner rather than later. And I mean, you know, by the springtime, I think it will be. Is that a, your priority for the next session to I, get this passed? I, um no, we're not going to. We're not going to try to pass that. That thing was so difficult. But you, that, but you wasted all that time. Well, I, you uh, know, on the floor debating it. I, I it, it does. I mean, uh, and, I, then, I, and then you had to contend with yourself yeah. with the teachers, that small group of teachers that were opposed to it. Oh, you overcome that. You got it passed. Goes over to the uh, house, and bingo, 
We don't have any legislation. And John, we have nothing. We wasted all of that time. Your valuable time, and uh, there you go. Well, you're you're feeling my pain. I mean, there you go. Could it be an investment in time? Is it something you come back to? Yes. Um, We'll we'll um, we're what we'll do though. Instead of trying to to digest this elephant, you know, this gigantic elephant. Um, we're going to take pieces of the bill that were the most impactful and the most important, bring those pieces back and just take them, take them up as standalone, uh, you know, sort of single issue pieces, um, and, and see if we can get some of those moved. Well, what what do you, what in the new session, what do you feel is very important that you think that should be passed and that you're really going to push on and debate on the floor of the Senate for Eighteen weeks. Or no, no, no. We, we won't be debating this for eighteen weeks. <laughs> well, you don't know. I, you know. It, it, I, I mean, this I, education bill. You look how much time you wasted it, on it. It takes. Um, you have to to get a bill put in special order, which I was able to do. Um, you have to get a cons- consent of a lot of other senators. All right. It takes a it takes a supermajority vote to get that bill put into special order. And so we were able to get Democrats to support that as well as all the Republicans. I think all the Republicans. Well, education goes beyond Republicans. Right. It's a, it's a, it can be – most of it – much of it is a nonpartisan issue. So we were but, – but when you put it in special order and you take up nine weeks of their time, for me to go back to them in January and say, hey, boys and girls, <laughs> guess what? I got another one for you. How about this? And well, they're going—they're they're, they're, they're going to throw me right out the window. Well, you know, uh, well, so, that's a de- deliberative body. So they shouldn't well, they, throw anybody out the window. They got over deliberated that night. Yeah, I guess they did. Uh, but what what I think we could do is pull out you know certain sections. <clears throat> one of them, the piece that was most important, I think, was called uh, inter, uh, assistance and intervention, and it laid out sort of a roadmap for how the Department of Education, what do you do when you have a failing school district that is chronically failing and, you know, they have autonomy. I mean, they have the well, authority. Which, which, which senator you go to that uh, you that can help really have a, an effect on legislation? Is it uh, Letterman or is it Massey or is it Rankin? Who, who do you go to? Well, I mean, the, is, you know, I mean, give us the interworkings sure, of the uh, Senate. Sure. Well, I mean, if it's a if it's an issue involving money and very and many many issues involve money, that's, that's Senator Leatherman. He's the chairman of finance. He's uh, been in the Senate. He's the third longest serving senator in the South Carolina Senate right now. Um, he is our second. Excuse me. He's the second longest serving now because we had a retirement. Um, so he's, he is the one who controls the money in the Senate. I mean, you know, if you had to pick a person now on moving legislation, the majority leader, Shane Massey is, is he sets the agenda really for the Senate. He's, he decides the agenda and what's going to go up first. And we're, uh, I work with him closely. I was, was his campaign manager when he ran for majority leader. Uh, a few years ago, and and so well, you supported him, I think. Oh, I didn't just support him; I was his man. I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I mean, you, you his were right campaign. there. So yeah, he. So we have a, we we. I work closely with him on putting the agenda together. Of course, yeah, but he was, he was he was a stickler with respect to Rankin's bill with respect uh, on uh, Santi Cooper. He has. Well, we been, doing, he yeah. was a stickler. I mean, Rankin and him were going at it, and um, he 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 torpedoed that. Uh, on, as far as I know, I've seen some of the sessions that yeah. they had. But look, we're going to have to take a break in another second. Okay. And I interrupted you, and I apologize for you. Do you want to finish up what you were saying? We only have about another. Yeah, we've got about a break. minute. Well, you're, I mean, about the you know, who do you go to kind of thing. Um, 
uh, Senator Rankin, who's a local senator, uh, Myrtle Beach area, we're sitting in his district right now. Uh, he is the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, which if you had to rank well, the you're committees. Well, on you're on the Judiciary. Uh, I am, No, I'm on, I'm on finance now. Yeah, okay. I'm on finance, oh, you so, did? Yeah, you were yeah. on the Judiciary. So okay. the, 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 three rank, the three most important committees, I guess, in my view in the Senate, first would be uh, finance, second would be judiciary, third would be education. Um, so he is in a very uh, uh, influential position. So I'm, I'm really sitting with a very powerful guy. No, You're number really, three in the really. uh, South Carolina Senate. Well, wow. I, don't, I don't say that because You're I, so I, young. Are you the youngest senator? No, not by far. Come on, stop not it, will you? Far, I, no, oh, no. Well, you have to take the break, but listen to him. Would you listen to him how... Nice and shy he is. Yeah. And doesn't want to ad- admit I'm just that he's one of the, I'm not the youngest, the youngest senator sitting today in the South Carolina House. They've got, we've got the a, Senate House. We've got a whole That's new Greg Gregory. Here's the next <laughs> message. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. We're gonna walk it out and Talk. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. Hi, this is Bubba Collins. Medicare, when you reach age 65, is a critical part of your health insurance planning. Seniors and their families trust Bubba Collins Insurance and Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Carolina to help with their health insurance coverage. It's easy to get overwhelmed with information. That's why people from all over trust us and Blue Cross. And using a licensed agent doesn't cost you anything. New to the area? We can help your transition to South Carolina coverage. Call me at Bubba Collins Insurance, 843-280-2012. That's 843-280-2012. Or visit BubbaCollinsInsurance.com. We're located close by in Cherry Grove. Hi, this is Darlene Collins. Call us here at Bubba Collins Insurance, 843-280-2012. Hi, this is Travis Collins with Bubba Collins Insurance. Give us a call at any time, 843-280-2012. We're the professionals. We're there when you call. For your home or business, no jobs too big or small. Hi, folks. Berlin Wolf here with Carolina Cool. As the weather changes, we continue to hear news of the coronavirus and the flu. While the guidelines continue to encourage hand washing and sanitizing services, indoor air filtration technology has been a growing part of these conversations. Carrier has long been a leader in indoor air filtration with the Infinity Air Purifier. This device has a patented germicidal technology that is so effective it captures and kills 99% of airborne pathogens, including coronavirus. It is literally the same technology used in many hospitals. Carolina Cool's team of advisors can show you this and other options to safeguard your home. Turn to the experts and Carolina Cool. Now that's cool and clean. Carolina Cool, that's cool. 
hundreds of years, elderberry syrup has been used as a natural supplement to boost the body's immune system to help fight off colds, flu, and other respiratory infections. Cherry Grove Drugs pharmacist and physician-approved elderberry syrup contains less sugar and a stronger concentration of elderberry extract than most elderberry syrups on the market today. Cherry Grove Drug is conveniently located next to the shack in Cherry Grove. Or visit them online at cherrygrovedrug.com. It's your town. Let Cherry Grove Drug be your pharmacy. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Can keep my ass to myself. You want to answer that question? Greg, you want to answer that question? Think I no. just put a Mac up on the show. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour and Hours, and we've got some special guests here today. Spending the morning with a senator. That's right. Yeah. It's been, it's been so far so good. It's going wait, so wait, 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 wait. The senator and one, who else? Who else? John Bond Sr. Oh, my God. Yeah, you remember. Right? Wow. Compliments. Yeah. Kudos to you. Well, we, oh, both yeah. went, oh, we both went to broadcasting school. Oh, absolutely. Yes, you're right. Wow. But, but mine was many, many years ago. Well, mine was radio and TV like yours. Yeah. But they radio. told me I've got a face Yeah, but my radio. first job was in North Carolina, in Brevard, North Carolina. And a Yankee like me coming out of the service and finishing up and getting my certification and at that time getting my FCC license for broadcasting. Yeah, me too. Off to North Carolina, Yankee, staying there for about a week and a half, looking at the ceiling, saying, this is not for me, man. I got to go back home. Mama wants me back home. So back home I went. How did that work out with your wife? I was more interested. My in wife it. is another story. She's mm-hmm. from. She was born in North Carolina and she's a southerner and she used to come to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. On vacations with a popper and her four sisters, and right. oh, they, would, sisters. They, they would go swimming in the in the ocean. All the time. She had five, but, but had it, five, had five yeah, well, girls. Yeah, your father-in-law had five well, girls. Well, Jeez. yeah. Well, look how many grandchildren you have. What ten? No, no, no. I've got five grandchildren. Five grandchildren. Three children wow. and five grandchildren. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Well, we're going to get into that in a second. We have a short segment here, so let's go back uh, to uh, the, um, the election. How did how did it fare with the the election on the general assembly? Well, in, it, it was it was a it was a big deal. You know, there was a uh, and it really unexpected and um, not so much around here. I mean, locally, uh, the the candidates that were expected to win all all won. Um, some candidates did not have opposition in the general election. I did not. You know, that's a I've run as I tell people all the time, John. I've run with opposition and I've run without opposition, and I can tell you that without opposition is better. Um, so it, <laughs> of course, it, of course. So, uh, but but locally, the the elections, uh, you know, kind of went pretty, like say, exactly as we expected. But statewide, there were some changes. There was a lot a lot of belief that char- that this blue wave was going mm-hmm. to sweep over Charleston, the, the, down in that part of the world. That uh, you you had seen Joe Cunningham uh, two years ago upset. Um, Sanford. Uh, uh, well, Sanford was we got knocked off. Arrington, Katie Arrington beat Sanford in the Republican primary down there. Then, then you know, Katie. Oh, but Arrington she got into that terrible accident when she was got into terrible. That, that, that took a lot terrible out. Terrible accident. Yeah. That took a lot of her campaign. Um, I think it, it certainly slowed it down for sure. But and, she, and, and Cunningham she, um, didn't stop because she was injured. No, no. She, but she was. It was a terrible. I mean, there, there was a person killed. Well, what what happened accident. to him? How did Mace beat him? Um, she well, beat him Cunningham. Over, over Cunningham. 25, Cunningham. 25. Well, 
Well, I think what happened is it's a it is a it is a conservative district. Uh, you know, say it's a, it's a it moderate. Said, I was talking to Larry Kabrowski. He said it was changing. It was I cha- think it's changing. changed. I mean, there's been some shift in that direction, but it wasn't the blue wave that was that the Democrat Party expected. So, were what, they did they pour in money to uh, poured in money? Uh, who, they, who, who they, were they targeting? Uh, they targeted. Letterman? They targeted. No, this is down in Charleston. They targeted a senator named Sandy Sin. They targeted a senator named Chip Campson. Um, they had others that were on their radar. Larry Grooms was on their radar. Uh, they Larry were, Grooms. Larry Grooms. Really? Yep. Yeah, Larry. Oh, they had a, wow. a. They had a very actually a, a very good candidate. I mean, she was a good candidate run against Grooms. Um, they were hoping to get Paul Campbell's seat because he was retiring from Berkeley. Uh, you know, they had sort of this sweeping, you know, overall strategy for Charleston. Got a lot of outside money that went in out there. Of course, you had the Jamie Harrison money that was also coming into South Carolina. You got $150 million running against Lindsey Graham. It, it $150 is, million. It's stunning. That, that, that is a whole other part of the conversation. But the blue wave did yeah, not but, occur. But it's, it's still an election in South Carolina. Uh, so, I mean, that is something. And then yeah. possibly some of his money went to the candidates, the Democratic candidates, well, to run against the Republicans. There, I think Let's that, be realistic about it. I think it. that what, what was happening is he was he was the one sort of making that initial contact with those big donors in California or New York or wherever they might be. And those donors, then he would say, hey, I, you know, thank you for the well, money. Well, Steyer, Steyer gave him a lot of money, too. Uh-huh. And, you know, thank, Steyer. You, thank you for the money, you know, for me. But you know, saying these these candidates in Charleston need a lot of money too, and so they were funneling money down that way. Uh, but the good news is, the Senate Republican Caucus held every Republican seat in Charleston. Grooms won. Republic- wow, Grooms is a great guy. Grooms won. Republican won. Campbell's seat. Uh, Sandy Sin won. Chip Campson won. It was a sweep in Charleston. Did you pick any seats up? Um, get about to get to that, and we had that was down in Charleston, and. We uh, we took the Joe Cunningham seat. Nancy Mace defeated Joe Cunningham. So it was really that that blue wave didn't materialize. It wasn't even a purple wave. It was a red wave that hit Charleston. So uh, that was a big deal. Um, Holding the seats was a big deal because we expected we kind of thought we might lose one of those seats. Then uh, we had seats in the upstate, a Greenwood seat that we felt like we could win. Uh, thought we would probably win. We could take that seat. We were thinking we were just going to be trading seats. We'd pick up Greenwood. They'd pick up Charleston, and we'd be right where we were. But we not only picked up the seat in Greenwood, we picked up a seat we didn't really expect in Spartanburg. Then we Spartanburg, picked up Spartanburg, really? Spartanburg, yep. Wow. And then, um, Spartanburg. Uh, the Glenn, Glenn Reese, who had been a long-serving senator. He'd been there over 20 years, got knocked off by, by Josh Kimbrell. And then the the biggest upset of the of the the day was Vincent Shaheen, who was a, a extremely influential Democrat, uh, been there for a long time, ran for governor, if you recall. Yes, of course. Uh, Shaheen ran for governor Twice. two times, uh-huh. two times. Uh, he got knocked off by a political newcomer named Penry Gustafson, and who ran a budget on a shoestring. Uh, the quite frankly, the caucus didn't really support her. We didn't put money into that campaign because we didn't think it was a a seat that we could take. And um, so you picked up three seats. And so we picked up three seats. We now have a supermajority in the Senate gives us 30 votes. We can now break a filibuster if we need to. Uh-huh. And uh, it will change the way I, we do I, business. I, this is the first time I've. It's uh, a big deal. I wow. know. I know. It's a, Shaheen lost. I, oh, my God. Well, that was the. That's you know, a shock. That was a stunner. And, and we, we uh-huh. came close. Well, how, how, how was the. Uh, 
What was the vote there? Do you know? How, she won by how many votes? Um, or percentage, let's see. Was I it, would, it was, you was know, it like, 52, like uh, 51, 49. It was very oh, close. It was wow. very close. But it was not so close that it would demand a recount. There's no recount. No, on no, no, no recount. No, no. That, was, that, that race is over. So, uh, and Vincent, oh, you know, oh, Vincent. How, how, did the governor help in that race? McMaster, he's, he's, he's a good campaigner. Yeah, he could be a yeah, and I, very, very quick on his feet. He may have. I don't. I'm not aware of him helping on it, but he may have helped. On I, I'm campaign. sure he did somehow. But, but he may have. I mean, I just, I, quite frankly, we, we really didn't from as from a caucus standpoint. From well, the, uh, sitting here as a just a novice and so forth, don't know that in, the intricacies of the government. I can tell you this: that McMaster is doing a masterful job. Yeah, he's a masterful job by McMaster. There, Isn't that, that was good? a nice turn of a point, phrase. You can point. tell that you've been to broadcasting school. Yeah, right. That, yeah, right, right, and right. law school. <laughs> and law school. You've got the those oh, are the those look, are the phrases I, that. Look, I go way back. I, I it's not me. I, I'm retired. There's there's nothing I'm looking for. I we have to promote you. You're the new star. You're the star of Horry County. Well, you, you know, you, you're you're going to probably someday be our. Our, our congressman. I might be president of a, of well, a Rotary you know, Club. I could what, be president of the Rotary Club. I don't know. I'm thinking right. Chad Caton wants to wrap up being the star of Oregon. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Chad Caton, we'll, we'll put him aside. We'll put him in the uh, bin somewhere. But, <laughs> however, bin. here's a star right here. No, no, you can't. What are you comparing Caton? <laughs> no, 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 stop, stop. We you won't must, talk about that. No, I just, yeah, I yeah, yeah. All right. But you threw him in there, so yeah, we yeah. have to discuss it. Great guy. Doing but great he, stuff for the community. We're going to have a new congressional seat here. As you know, in South Carolina, we're going to pick up one more. Yeah. So here's the guy right here sitting next to me. Yeah. I wouldn't. He's I, sitting. To, he's sitting to my left, but he should really be sitting to my right because he's a conservative. I will tell you. I'll say this publicly uh, on the I, radio I, I, or he's any he's other looking, place. He's looking, he's looking at the clock. I would. See, he's um, a clock watcher. I am a clock watcher. And he said we have to go. Not yet. Nope, not, no, how many no, minutes? No, Two no. minutes? One minute? What? No, you got one minute. One minute. Oh my no, God. No, it's forever in radio. Look, you uh, you remind me of Trey Gowdy. Um, you were, have you heard that before? Um, no, I've okay. not heard that. But Trey and I are, are good friends, and we were prosecutors together. Okay. We were in law school together, knew each other back then. Then um, he got elected two years after I got elected. And we were kind of at the same place in our life. You know, we knew each other already, but right. we became and have kind of a similar worldview. So uh, we really, um, as prosecutors together, became real good friends. And um, uh, well, we're, we're working on a project right now. We're good. Uh, uh, you know, involved with something that we're highly respected to guy. You know, yeah, he's a he's he's real. Him. That's really what you see is is him. I yep. mean, he's not putting on airs or he doesn't his her his persona is not different. Yeah, but he he had a problem with his hair. Yeah, he's got I mean, he's he got hair a hairstyle. Yeah. He has about five hairstylists. Yeah, he'll he'll be the he, first. He can't, he can't get it down pat. I don't no, know. He looks, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's very strange. He has I, good brains, but his hair is something else. <laughs> Do we have to go now? We do. We need to take a break. All okay, right. we're going to take a break. We're going yeah. right back. Give us a call. We need to hear from you. You can join the conversation, 843-903-2945 and the PCRXcomputers.com. Text line 843-798-8255. We'll be back right after the top of the hour news. Here's Tony Zach from Mr. Sparky. So we're all going to be getting ready for the holidays. We're going to be doing more decorating around the home. So we don't want to overload the outlets. It's always a good idea to add outlets. So if we're decorating outside, we want to make sure that we're using what we'll call an in-use cover or a bubble cover to protect that. Don't want to have any water around any electricity. So we want to verify that our lights are for outdoor and that we're plugging them in safely and correctly. And they also need to be on a GFCI outlet, which is the outlet that has a push reset 
button on it. I would recommend everybody convert over to the LED. It really drops down your usage as far as power consumption, and you're not really looking at overloading a circuit unless you've got 50 plugs coming into a small little outlet box or something like that. Reach out to Tony Zach at Mr. Sparky Myrtle Beach SC.com. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. degrees as you're stepping outside this morning 71 and is our going to be our high today clear skies sunny skies no rain no rain throughout the week basically 20 percent maybe sunday monday a little passing stuff but the important day thursday thanksgiving 40 percent chance of rain and high of 70 degrees now back to saturday morning coffee here uh-huh. on talk Ah, uh, we're back. How are you doing, John Von Signor? Saturday morning coffee. How do you like your coffee, Greg? Uh, Black, cream, plain. sugar. No, what, just, what do you drink there? Just plain. I love coffee, but I don't. I don't add anything to it. Like nothing it. at all. Nothing at all. I like just. Uh, right so therefore, of, you drink it black. I, I do. And you, um, you have you have a Green Mountain coffee, or you, what, what coffee do you like? Coffee? Uh, we we use different oh. things. Nothing too. Nothing oh, there's too, a little tidbit about you, nothing Greg. Nothing too special. All. I will say this about coffee. We and you and I were talking about this earlier. Yeah, we've got a Keurig. But that's that, that's great for one cup, but it's expensive, and you know it's it's. So we bought this. Um, you know, we got like this Proctor Silex uh, Chrome coffee pot that looks like it's right out of Leave It to Beaver <laughs> that we bought at Walmart, and uh-huh. uh, it is ter- it's it's terrific. We, that's what we used to make coffee at home, and my friends saw it and thought it was. Came you from you a make museum. the coffee. Your wife makes the coffee. Who makes the coffee? I make the coffee most every morning. Oh yeah, I you make, like it. I, do you I, like it strong or uh, how do you like just it? Just kind of medium. No, no not too medium. strong. Mm-hmm. Just enough to get you woken up just a little. Well, let's go back. One step, and talk about the elections. You picked up some seats we picked in, up the, in the Senate, right? Now, do you ha- did the Republicans pick up any seats in the House? The uh, Republicans picked up two seats in the House, so they have a super two majority. Seats in the House. Wow, they wow. have a super majority already. But you know, this just adds to that majority. Well, so, where did they pick it up again? Uh, up in the upstate? It was in uh, Lancaster County. No, it was kind of the. You know, I guess you in call the that the, in the in middle, the you know, in the north of Columbia. Uh, they picked up a seat in Kershaw County, same place where Vincent Shaheen lost, and they and uh, they picked up a seat in Lancaster County, uh, the seat that was held by Mandy Powers Norrell. Now you will Mandy recall, Powers. Oh yeah, you will recall her name. Sure, she ran for lieutenant governor. I know that as a Democrat with James Smith. I know that uh, two years ago and was not successful. Um, very bright, very. But then she switched over to being a Republican. No, no, she ran as a Democrat, and what's happened in her district? And that's but a, how did you pick up a seat? How did Republicans pick that seat up? Then? Because she was a Democrat, and we and and she lost. Oh, she lost. She okay. lost in I the got general it. election. I got it. Yeah, I got yeah. it. So, so the so the House got a little stronger. Uh, incrementally stronger. The Senate got a good. The Republicans in the Senate got a lot stronger. When you see you know, three three seats flipped in the Senate is a big big deal. So uh, that's going to as, as I said, it will literally change the way we do business. Quite frankly, John, I, I'd say it, I've said it like this to others. You know, we've we don't have an excuse not to lead in the Senate now. And when I say that, I mean the Republicans because before the Democrats had enough votes to block us on a filibuster. So. You know, we could try to lead, but ultimately, you know, they could they could block us. And we we really have taken that piece off the board 
Uh, and now it's, I think that obligation now falls upon us to do things like pass a conservative budget. Well, to, now, now you have no excuse. Well, we have no excuse. No excuse. Right. So uh, no excuse. Then, then lead, lead. Right. You I mean, wanted to lead. Now you have to now lead. Now you got to do it. Exactly. Uh, now, just like how do you get along in, uh, with the local um, area? Legislators, let's let's say, how do you get along with Johnny Gardner? I just uh, admire Johnny Gardner. Well, he, 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 he I, I can tell you this: when I was doing uh, some shows with uh, Donald Smith, yeah, uh, and uh, we had big talk, and it was with Jack Murphy, myself, Banana and Paul Jack. Abel. Oh yeah, you know who was our biggest uh, advertiser? Johnny Gardner. What a sweetheart! Well, it's, he, he's really a terrific guy, Johnny. He's, you, uh, do you know him well? Or? Oh, I know Johnny work, really well. We're close with him. Well, of course, he's a lawyer, and, and so am I. So we've yeah, worked we're together. We're not talking about law right now. We're talking about politics. Well, legislation. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> to that. So, but Johnny and I have been, you know, been colleagues as lawyers for gosh, 25 years, I guess. And uh, he's a good so, man. Good so man. we've, you know, we've worked against each other, worked with each other, you know, on 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 cases. Uh, for that 25 year period. So we, we've been friends for a long, long time. And, um, I was surprised quite frankly, when Johnny decided to get involved in politics and ran for County council chair, I, you know, sort of like, really, you know, what he had a hard time at the beginning. Uh, they were giving him a hard time, but Johnny uh, pulled through. He's a very smart, oh, very he's, smart he's, guy. Johnny's very smart. People underestimate yeah. him. Yeah. And you can't underestimate him, but we're talking about law. You, you have a, a good uh, law practice with Moncton, Ambry and Humphreys. And Humphreys is a real terrific guy. I remember Humphreys working for you in the solicitor's office, and you couldn't win uh, if you were a, a defense attorney against him. Well, I mean, I, I mean you, I, he had he had the guns. Wow, what a what a guy well, he, he is, Humphreys. Wow. Fran is, has been my friend. Yeah, since, he's a great since, guy since he was in law school. He worked for me. Uh, Fran Humphreys worked for me as a law clerk in the eighties. When he was in law school, and I was a young prosecutor in the Richland County Solicitor's young Office. Young prosecutor, so you're we, still young, man. We, you're we still sort young. of cut our teeth together, uh-huh. and uh, he's been a friend and a colleague for all these years. Uh, we were so lucky to get him to yeah. serve as our our, de- our chief deputy solicitor well, when I was solicitor. A lot of the success we had in that office was directly related to, to his him, effort. Yeah, right, it really was really so, great, um, terrific guy, uh, and a great guy. And I love; he's my friend forever. Well, what do you? Uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm interrupting you because of the fact we have uh, constraints with time and so forth. And I want to get a little bit more involved in in, in in you and what you do. Now, you have this law practice, right? Uh, what uh, is, is it? A general law practice? You take immigration. You take uh, uh, no. We we don't do immigration, or, or, or you take yeah. domestic. Uh, we take most of our, we take we, all three of us essentially practice the same kind of law. So it's not some law firms are built. You know, you've got one guy that does real estate, and you got somebody else that does divorces. We do basically the same thing. We all three do criminal work, uh, criminal defense work. We all three do uh, plaintiffs injury work, and we do some defense work. We do some some trial defense work. I've represented some businesses and other clients. Uh, workman, when you uh, take when you take compensation. We do just general? a tiny bit of work, a little bit of workers' compensation. But can you do it? Can, if yeah. somebody calls oh, yeah, and says, sure. I got injured on a job, oh, yeah. can we, you take we, that we or, do, you, we do or you ship comp. it out to someone else? No, we do it. No, we, we keep everything in-house. We don't, we're not one of those law firms that you know, okay, takes uh, it in well, and it's Let's say I refer someone to you with respect to divorce. It's really a messy uh, situation. Yeah, we don't do divorce work. Yeah. Well, well, where do you send that out? Uh, well, there are a host of lawyers. Um, Melissa Frazier is one of one of the ones I send a lot of work to. She's a, a neighbor of mine and a terrific lawyer up on the north end. So, unfortunately, I have my share of friends that are 
looking well, for. Well, I can understand that. So, so you do a criminal? And go ahead. Criminal, criminal you do and real then, estate, and then uh, no real estate. No real estate. Yeah, plaintiffs, plaintiffs work. If probate. you're injured, no probate. Mm-mm. No probate. Okay. So, so you got to tell us what else. Kind of anything in courtroom. You know, if you think about anything in in a courtroom, a trial, uh, we're you know, we're that's what we're really good at. So we we like being in front of a jury. Okay. And, and your forte is. Well, just well, no, you said criminal, but is there anything besides criminal? Yeah, civil uh, civil work. We do civil. We do civil. Uh, Generally, such as what civil work, uh, such car as? wreck, somebody's car wreck. dog oh, bites you, you know, hit and run, um, hit and run, hit and run. Hit oh, and that's run, your forte, yeah. right? So yes, uh, we, that's that's we do as much of that as anything. You know, you have such a busy schedule when you're up in uh, Columbia. You come back down here on a Saturday, and you're doing a radio show. When do you have time for your darling wife? How much hours do you spend with her? But you're all up. In Columbia, practically all week. Well, the good and news. And now on Saturday, coming doing a radio show. The good news, John, it's interesting you asked, but the good news was um, this week, Renee traveled with me to Columbia, and she does that from time to time, which is, is she's got, her brother lives there, and she's from Columbia, so she's, you know, she's got a connection there, and uh, it makes it so much more, I mean, I just love it when she goes with me. We have a lot of fun together, and, and it's fun to you know, kind of go through these experiences together because there's a lot happening when you're... Well, what do you like to do? Well, what, what is your relaxation? Like what? Um, for me, I do a lot of... Um, Fishing? I like, I like to do triathlons. Say that again? I do triathlons. I do, I do <laughs> these races that... Uh, I'm not very fast, but they're swim, swim, you know, swim bike, run... And uh, that's sort of that's one of my hobbies. I like to. I like. Are to you get, a good swimmer? Um, pretty good. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a pretty good swimmer. Yeah. So, what um, do you come in on that? Uh, um, you know, for a guy my age. Come on, young guy. You know, stop not it. middle of the pack. You know, kind of middle of the pack. He comes in still alive. That's exactly right. My my rule my rule is finish and don't get hurt. Exactly. Finish and don't get hurt. At this age, I just <laughs> I'm just shitty. trying not to get not to be going to the ER so um oh not you uh, but young. i like to i like to get out i mean i like to I like to hike i like to anything outside pretty much i like to get in a deer stand every once in a while i don't shoot many deer but i like to i like to at least watch the sun go down oh, and listen to the, well the we're, we're having coffee here you're having no coffee i'm living up to the program i'm having black coffee thanks to glenn uh, we're talking, kibitzing here on a Saturday morning, waiting for your calls. Wake up, enjoy the day. It's sunny out. It's going to be a nice day, I think. Glenn nice said it's going to be 71. Yeah. Didn't you say that? Yep, beautiful. Okay, we're going to have to go now, right? Yep, we'll be we're right back. We're going to have to go for a break. We'll be coming right back in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hey, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full-time in 1997, and our company is, is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level. So we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients. Our market is red hot, kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the Grand Strand. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. And then our website is gregsisson.com. Check us out there as well. If you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it, it would make sense to give me a call. 
REMAX First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. You know, the show you're listening to, Saturday Morning Coffee with Reese Boyd. But Reese, Greg tells me he's in the mountains. I, I didn't think know that's that. What, I think that's what with he told Greg us. With Greg Emery, the senator from South Carolina, and me, simply me, John Von Signor. We're talking about your law practice. Uh, we have to give you some uh, publicity. You're doing this show absolutely well, thanks, for nothing. Thank you. You woke up on a Saturday early in the morning. Your wife said, where are you going so early in the morning? You said, I have to do a show. So early in the morning? And you said, yes. Well, uh, for that, uh, we have to give you a little bit plug. Oh, uh, you told us you have your law firm of Moncton, Embry, and Humphreys. You didn't tell us your telephone number. If somebody wants to call you. I would love for them to call 843-946-6996, 946-6996. And your address? At your thir- we're 1300 Professional Drive. It's right off Bob Grissom in Myrtle Beach. Say that again. 1300 Professional Drive, which is right off Bob Grissom Parkway there. Professional in, in, Drive. Where the heck is that? Uh, it's right there by between right the next street after 48th North. When you get right when you get on Bob Grissom coming from North Myrtle uh, yeah, Beach, yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. As soon as you get on Bob Grissom, the first street is Forty Eighth. The next street is Professional Drive. Oh my! To your right, easy, easy to get to. Wow, that's good. And the web address? And uh, I don't remember. Okay, come on. Here's the card. <laughs> Look at the card. Look at the card. <laughs> Let's see. MyrtleBeachLawFirm.net. www.MyrtleBeachLawFirm.net. I should know that. Do that one more time. I'm glad I can do this show. Do that one more time. www.MyrtleBeachLawFirm.net. Wow. Okay. I'm glad I could. I came to the show. I learned something. There you go. I learned my, learned my website. Okay. How many grandchildren you have? You said you had five. John, we've got five that are uh, the oldest, just turned six years old. Henry, our our um, oldest grandson, and we have the, the first name is John. Uh, his his name is uh, James Henry Battle, so that's his. Um, um, but you told me you're 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 J. I'm J. And J stands for J stands for John, and uh, and that goes back to goes back eight generations. We eight have, generations, right? We have a John, the firstborn male in the Henry line if you will uh going back eight generations is a john so my dad told me when i was a little boy that if you ever get married and you ever have children and one of them happens to be a boy you must name him john <laughs> second name you can call him whatever you want to yeah, you have a tra- you, you have can a get boy. name him aloysius and call him aloysius for all i care but his first name better be john i'm like that made sense to me i said okay and that's where we and got. you have a son and we have a son john isaac who is uh lives here in the area and works for better brands and uh, and is uh, we're just as proud of him as we can be, and doing good, and emancipated, and paying his own bills, and we're pre- just. He, he doesn't live with you. Oh no no he's oh he's, wonderful uh, oh wow what do you think of that what do you think of that I am out of the business wow we, we have something in common I I'm actually named after a John I'm I'm named after John Glenn. <laughs> Really? Yeah, and, yes, and, and, and Alan Shepard. Wow. I'm a Glenn Are you Allen. from Ohio? No, I'm uh, Northern That's Virginia. 
Have oh, okay. You, have you been watching um, absolutely uh, white stuff? Yeah, Any, yeah. Anything yeah. that has to do with space, astronomy, you know, uh, telescopes. I'm always looking up. Uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a great. I'm a of course the Mercury program. I love the movie. The right stuff is one of my. Yep. It's on my probably top ten list of movies. And then, uh, but the television program's been the the one on. Uh, Disney or National Geographic. That that I have not seen. Yeah, yet. it's it's yeah. just come out um, not too long. My wife and I've been watching that yeah. about halfway through it, and it's um, it's similar to the to the book and the movie. It's just a little different twist right. on it. So I think you'll like it. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you okay, need to watch thanks. it. Yeah. So what is the uh, Thanksgiving's uh, right around the corner? On Thanksgiving's Thursday. right. Uh, what, what do you do on Thanksgiving? Are you going to wear a mask at your house? We're not. Some of the governors say you have to in your house. You have to wear a mask. How ridiculous! How stupid! Well, it's like well, we, we, where, uh, where are they going uh, with this uh, COVID nineteen? It's like the silliness. Of, I mean, you know, there are things that are important. That I mean, it's a serious disease. And you got you got to be careful about it. But uh, you know, you drive down the road and you see some guy <laughs> in traffic. With the windows rolled up in his car, and he's there by himself, and he's got a mask on, yeah. driving down the highway by himself with the windows up. I'm thinking, are you going to give yourself coronavirus? I mean, how, who are you? Who are you preventing? What, what, what are you? What is the yeah, goal? Yeah, well, what you were telling us about the jogger. Yeah, yeah, the guy yeah, jogging yeah. along the road. Well, Nobody you see people walking down the road getting exercise. There's not anybody within a quarter of a mile, and they're wearing a mask. You know, it's it's just. You I know, saw a motorcycle rider on the road the other day with a mask. I on. mean, what you mm. know? What in the world? It's just they're kinda, outdoors. Kind of silly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. indoors I can see that. Well, possibly, that's Biden. But, but that's, that's yeah. going to be Biden's. Oh, uh, come on, know. Biden! I you know I <laughs> we'll saw him yesterday. That, yeah. he's I, talking I and he's jumbling his words. I'm yeah. saying, oh my God, this is this president. I'm hopeful that only for a short time. But but no, we don't know. The election is not called yet. It's mm-hmm. not certified, and there's certification, but there's there's so many lawsuits out there. You seen the other day well, when the uh, Giuliano Giuliani and uh, his crew of Gen- uh, Genova, Genova and uh, who else? Well, anyway, they had several of their attorneys making the case, and because a, a poor Rudy had some perspiration coming down his face, his cheeks. And I, I guess he dyes his hair black, and it comes down. So instead of talking about the germane issues that he was discussing, they're talking about the dye coming down his face, and that's what we're up against. That's what the president and his team is up against. They're up against a uh, a press that is just completely overboard against the president. They don't say anything nice. They don't say anything nice at all. But they call Biden president-elect, and yet he's not president-elect, and they're infiltrating the minds of the people by constantly saying the same thing, dissing uh, President Trump and his legal team, and they're making a a type of uh, psychic belief on people when they hear all of this that um, Trump lost. But let the process go forward. Let's see what happens in the court. You know that better than anyone else, Craig. And how do you feel on that issue? Well, you know, we this isn't the first time this is we've gone through this in America. Um, you know, we can all remember Florida and the hanging chads and all the litigation and and the, you know dragging it out for a long time. Um, so I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that's you know, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But I do know that there's a lot of hypocrisy. For and, and and you know I'm not saying and Republicans do it too. We can be we, we can be hypocritical. Yeah, but the, and, but the Republicans but, are very rarely they do anything. They they cave in just when they get a little bit of pressure from the press. Well, they it, cave it, in. They cave in. That's there's. But when you of, when you when you see all the billionaires against Trump, you get, you see what's happening with China and the 
uh, the dealings that the billionaires are having with China, they want to get into that market because it's billions of people, they're, they're, and China is a, a power, and they're, no they're feeding that. them more power. Well, what about India? Why don't they be interested in India? They have a billion people as well. But no, the emphasis is on China, and you can see that uh, very easily. I have a, an article here, and I didn't want to spend much time on it, with respect to the injustice uh, that is uh, being prevailed against the president. Every time American witness an injustice and do not act, we train ourselves to be passive in its presence and thereby eventually lose our ability to fight back and protect those we love. So uh, there is something right there. And then also the secret German raid reveals the CIA ties to the U.S. election fraud. And it also goes on to explain why Trump uh, fired Defense Secretary Mark Esper. Mm -hmm. uh, he was terminated by the president, and right. it had something to do with respect to the election. And here is a, an article that's in one of the uh, local newspapers, the worldpress.com. If you want to get worldpress.com, you'll see the big headlines. Secret Germany raid reveals CIA ties to the U.S. election fraud. And there are other articles that are of interest, the same genre as what we're reading now, prevailing in Spain. The, the, the company that the votes went to in Spain went bankrupt. And they counted our ballots, and then they sent it to Germany. They counted the ballots, and they came back, and they all found themselves in the um, confines of uh, Philadelphia. And they had thousands and hundreds of thousands of votes, and all those votes showed only Biden. They didn't have the down uh, ballots. Down ticket. Just yeah. mm -hmm. yeah, down ballots. They only had Biden. You know, you know what I got from that, that press conference yesterday is we're in a very dangerous time. Whether what they said at the press conference is 100% true, we're in a dangerous time. If, it's, if they got up there and made allegations without the proof, we're in a very dangerous time. They had, way, they had affidavits. They had affidavits. How many affidavits do they have? They have about 70 affidavits. And when you sign yourself uh, to an adversary, then you swear yeah, I, I agree. and you are lying. Yep. What happens to you, Greg? You swear one affidavit. I swear that this is true. Right. And yeah, I mean, that's, I, per, that's perjury. And, and that's I sign my name there. And what it's happens? It's a prosecutable offense. I'm there sure, you go. For sure. So. And it's a felony. But we still haven't seen. The proof, but but, but you know, what the, what was um, uh, I think Lou Dobbs or someone on his show said the other day, the press and the Democrats are pushing so hard to knock Trump and say, oh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's specious, uh, what he has there is not material. Uh, most of the uh, litigation that they're pushing is not good, and they're trying to influence the judges. That uh, look. This is what you're going to see. You see what happened to those uh, two people in Michigan mm -hmm. when they refused to authorize or, or certify the results. They refused. And look what happened. They got bombarded, bombarded. So this is not the American way. The American way is to be fair, honest, and let the chips fall they may. That's all. And we're not doing it. That's all America it. wants is the, the facts, the yeah. truth. People, people, people can election. accept the result yep. one way or another. They, uh, what they can't accept is the, the lack of trust and the lack of faith in the process. And that's what, when you talk about a dangerous time, I, I would agree. I think there's 
it, I think that's the part that worries me the most is this it's gone past just a healthy skepticism yeah. it's a it's a it's a, a profound mistrust in institutions whether they be government or other institutions well here 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 are we gonna okay we have to go we'll come right back don't go away call 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 we're waiting for your calls this is John Bonsignor together with the Honorable Senator Greg Embry. Right back. Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. As pet owners, we know our pets are part of the family, right? They have our heart. Hi, I'm Earl McDaniel from the Animal Hospital of North Myrtle Beach. Taking care of your pets means we take care of your family. From wellness exams to emergencies, from puppies and kittens to dogs and cats, the Animal Hospital of North Myrtle Beach is a place filled with care, love, and understanding. That's our promise to you. I'm Earl McDaniel, the Animal Hospital of North Myrtle Beach. Hey, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson at the Greg Sisson Team REMAX First Choice Real Estate. Thank you, Reese. Super excited to be on board. Uh, I do believe uh, we can bring some information that will serve your audience here, so I'm excited about that. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. My email is greg at gregsisson.com. That's the website, gregsisson.com. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. Okay, we're back. Hi, hi, hi. This is John Bronsignor together with... The Honorable Senator Greg Embry, we're having coffee. Glenn, the coffee you gave me is cold. Can't you heat it up? For I am. I am, I am not on. a coffee we're runner. Gonna, I mean, was it? <laughs> I it's never not made Saturday this. morning coffee. It's not Saturday morning me, hot you coffee. You give me cold coffee. What kind? Of Actually, we generally bring our own. I've never. Oh, really? You're I the didn't first cup that. I've brewed in this place. Uh, does Liz sit Same. in this You're seat special. or that seat? Where does Liz sit? Uh, Liz. Liz would be in that seat. Oh, in this seat. I'm uh-huh. sitting in the seat of Liz. You are. Oh my goodness me! He's making coffee what for you. You're that? sitting in Liz's seat. I get cold coffee, John, think, but I'm sitting in the seat of Liz. That's I great. I think you're the special one. But before we end this. Commentary with respect to the election. The Texas representative, Louis Gohmert, uh, who is from Texas, confirmed uh, the U.S. military conducted a raid on the server headquarters of now bankrupt style company in Barcelona, Spain. And there's a headline right there. See it? See mm, Gohmert's yeah. picture and all that stuff? And uh, this could be found, I just mentioned it, in World, where is it? Uh, the World Report. The World Report. Okay, we're going back now to um, my good friend, Greg, and we were talking about the most important thing that concerns us right here in Horry County, and that is turkey. How do you make your turkey? Right. Well, Are you going right, to have a turkey? Right. Oh, yeah, we're going to. And you got all the kids coming over? Got all the kids coming over. Got grandkids coming over. Oh, it's going to be God. a it's going to be a spectacle. I mean, it'll be spectacle. Yeah, a spectacle. Oh, God. With, with all the, we we've got be, now we with these, all that. these little babies, it's like a, the circus circus coming to town. It's it's terrific. <laughs> You got a call if uh, Larry Biddle wants to talk to you all Larry this morning. Larry Biddle. Our, you, my old, you, you guys our know old that guy? friend Larry Biddle. 
You know that guy? I know Larry. I know. Oh, him. man, I, I love Morning, Larry. Okay. Good morning, morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning, morning Larry. Good morning. I, I know Reese is in the mountains, so, uh, you know, I, I still have his folder from Conway High School, so that's a good thing. Well, it's, that's it's uh, hold on to that. Hold on to that folder because uh, you <laughs> uh, never know when that might come right. in handy. That's right. You know, I wanted to, uh, as we began, y'all began with, with, with education, and obviously I've been involved in education in O'Ree County since 65 and uh, done a lot of things. I don't know if you recall what we started at Conway High School on January 20th, 1984, but I began to apply business principles in schools um, on purpose. And so um, that has grown. We're, what we started at Conway High School, which was called the number one initiative, has now been, is now worldwide in about 25,000 schools. Wow. Um, wow. And it's all based it's all based on business principles rather than programs. Oh, wonderful. And uh, you know, I've seen in my career uh, from Coastal to Winyaw Academy back to Conway High School to now an international speaker and a John Maxwell mentor and all those things. I've watched um, these principles. Principles are forever Programs come and go like the tides in Merle's Inlet, which is where I'm looking at right now. Oh, wow. But I wanted to share with you all just an overview because we put these in four tranches. And I know Greg and, and, and uh, y'all understand the business world. A tranche is a tranche is a tranche. I have to explain that to educators, but it's a powerful uh, concept. Tranche number one, teaching and learning goals. Excellence for all stakeholders to guarantee that teachers have the right to teach and students have the right to learn. Mm -hmm. And then accountability, which includes standards, right. benchmarks, and curriculum. So here's a little synopsis of that tranche. Teaching and learning goals promote the expectation of excellence, disciplined classrooms, and accountability for all. I watched in my career, we tended to focus on the top few. Most of those kids could teach the classes because, you know, they're honor roll kids. I understand that. The next tranche is culture and climate. Those are images. You know, I realized when I got to Conway High School that the images, what, what we were excited about was football. And I'm not against football. I coach basketball at Coastal, baseball at Coastal, all that. But, you know, we decided we better get academic images, and that's where our number one program came from the number one initiative if you go in the commons at conway high school you will see a number one on a, a, a tiger paw and a number one with a chs in the bottom of it and that was the beginning of what we started the next piece is of the tranche is vtw visible tangible walk aroundable i realized we could always spot an athlete but you could never spot a scholar or someone moving up to me there's no difference between academic excellence and excellent improvement. We'd rather not focus on improvement because that's harder work. But that's where you really get the results. Wow. And the next wow. one is celebrations, rituals, and ceremonies in this second tranche. So the culture and climate explicitly highlight academic recognition in all of its many forms. Wow. Then the next tranche is building people. I call it edification, and I've argued with a lot of people about the word edification, but, you know, as a bilingual person who lived in Spain and met, I met a Southern Belle in New York Harbor on my way to Spain, so we all got a lot in common here. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, but edification of a word I created called staffalty. Uh, I found that there was a tremendous challenge between faculty and staff. And I said, everybody's a member of the staffalty. If you think bus drivers are not important, who are you going to teach? You aren't going to teach anybody because the kids ain't getting there. So staffalty, students, parents, and community. So instruction, encouragement, and respect are provided to inspire all stakeholders and to improve teaching and learning. And the last one, which is tranche four, is what I call sustainability. So we've uh-huh. created across the nation a leadership class and based on character. Uh, you know, Conway started the character first movement. I was part of it. Well, how did you get and, how did you get involved in Conway? Uh, why uh, you you were well, I was, I was you a, from I, Conway? You went to uh, Conway High no, School? No, I was born in, I was born in Denver. And I grew up in okay. Sacramento. Jenny and I met in New York Harbor okay. on our way to Spain. But, but what, what your concept is very interesting, very good, the business concept you're introducing in, into the schools, which is excellent. And you, you went through all of the processes and all of the tools that needed to be done, which is admirable. But what is your central theme before we go on to the next caller? Yeah, yeah well, let me, let me give you a Well, just give us the central theme. Yeah, because the we have, another, we have, an, we we have gotta, a couple more calls coming through. Well, we got partnerships and coalitions that's, and convocations. That's the whole thing about the business community. And then alumni and foundations. I've created in America a thousand foundations no, all over the country. Al- alumni so the, the main theme is, John, the main theme is creating lots of niches for lots of kids and putting the teachers at the top rung of the ladder. Uh-huh, that's no always, one gets yeah. anywhere without a teacher. Well, are the teachers uh, up to gear with respect to business, and, and they can impart that onto the students that absolutely. That's what. And you're saying you have an alumni association of somewhat. Oh yeah, uh, Conway has got a phenomenal alumni association. So how many how, how many how, how many people do you have in your alumni association? Well, at Conway High School, there's thousands. You know, Conway High School started in 1839. You have a we were before the Clemson time. I'm not even aware of that. Are you aware of that, Greg? I don't know. Well, I so the alumni would be graduates from the. I understand. I've just started back in. I'm talking about his business part of what he put into the Conway High School. And he said, yeah, the alumni, I presume he's talking about the alumni that are coming through the education program mm-hmm. and what he imparted okay. onto it and, and his central tools and themes. That's what I'm saying. If he has a thousand. That's remarkable. A, pe- that, a, a oh, thousand of those kids got- went through the program, and now they become alumni. That's, that's to me. Well, they're alumni uh, when they graduate, but th- when they got successful, you know, all of a sudden they realized the power of teaching for learning for all stakeholders, not just the top few or a few. Or a few. So that's the power of it, uh, and, and that's where it gets sustained. Um, and, you know, Jostens, the ring company, came to me uh, in, in 1987, 88, and said, can we teach this to America? And I said, absolutely. Okay. It's uh, principle-driven. It's not uh, Well, Larry, thank you very much for the call. We really appreciate very it. Very good to hear from you, and, 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 and thank and, you for and, all your work in education. You've been uh, uh, And we really appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, we have the music coming up, and that means we have to take a break. And the people that are calling, we're sorry we couldn't get to you. Uh, But, however, if you stay on the line, if you don't, we understand. But anyway, give us a call, and Glenn will give you the number. We'll be right back 
after these messages. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. Hey, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full-time in 1997 and our company is is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level so we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients our market is red hot kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the grand strand greg if folks want to get in touch with you at your office how can they do that really my cell phone is the best way it's 843-251-2693 and then our website is gregsisson.com check us out there as well if you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it, it would make sense to give me a call. Remax First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. Do you have a computer or laptop that seems slow? Can't afford a new one? Good news. The PC and laptop experts at PCRX will diagnose your computer no charge. PCRX repairs are honest and affordable. From computers to laptops to iPhones and iPads, PCRX will provide you with honest expert repair at an affordable price. Visit PCRX Main Street in Conway or visit them at PCRXcomputers.com. PCRX Computer Sales and Service. They have the right prescription for your computer. So, where are we going tonight? The usual place, I guess. Oh, I have an idea. I just heard about JB's Jerk Shack. JB's Jerk Shack? Oh, yeah, I heard about that place. It sounds awesome. What is JB's Jerk Shack? JB's Jerk Shack has the best food and drink on the beach. They have great beach food and island food as well. Yeah, and I heard they have crazy drinks like the Bob Marley and the Cuckoo Cabana. Yeah, and specials every night like $4 tacos on Tuesday, 50 cent wings on Wednesday, half price classic burgers on Thursday, Thursday and a fish fry on Friday. Well, it sounds great, but I kind of wanted to watch the game. You're in luck. JB's Jerk Shack has all the games and plenty of TVs. The Jerk Shack is open Tuesday through Sunday from 1130 to 9 with enormous happy hour specials from 4 to 7 during the week and live entertainment Friday and Saturday starting at 6 p.m. And JB's Jerk Shack is proud to be a drop-off spot for Toys for Tots. Don't settle for the same old place. Upgrade your fun at JB's Jerk Shack in the Surfside next to Wild West. Great food, spectacular drinks, and the most fun on the beach. JB's Jerk Shack. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. You're laying in the weeds for me. You're a great guy. No! <laughs> These guys are talking during the break with their mics wide open here. Good. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad we didn't use well, any I mean, we, colorful we didn't language. We no, that's Turkey. I would have. I would have. I, I asked him what. He, I asked him what are you gonna you gonna ask me what I'm gonna do for Thanksgiving? That's what I was asking. That came over to the air. That came over the air. 
Yeah, everybody knows oh, your okay. business. Oh, okay. Well, let's open it again and say. Uh, you got to watch out for live mics. No, you can no, ask no. Well, uh, okay. Joe Biden not, about a live anything, mic. Exactly. We're not yeah. saying anything wrong. We're just kibitzing, and we're yeah. having more more fun kibitzing than we are on the air. Yeah. Uh, you're you're very uh, lucid. Uh, you're very good. You're very uh, articulate, and it's a pleasure sitting here listening. No, to it's you. been fun. But time. we're listening to Saturday Morning Coffee, Coffee. and Reese Boyd's not here. I'm John Bonsignor. And I'm sitting next to my good friend, Greg Embry, who's a senator, and he has a great law practice. But we have someone on the phone who's just equally as my good friend and who I adore and I just admire so much, and that's Tom Heron. We don't always agree. Uh, we uh, clash oftentimes, but after we clash, we love one another because that's the type of guy Tom is. He's a sweetheart of a guy. He's on the phone, isn't he? Mm -hmm. okay. Hey, Tom, how you how you doing this morning? He hung up. No, he couldn't have hung up. <laughs> well, we don't hear him. Yeah. Tommy, Tombo, hello, hello. He's not there. He must have hung nah, up. No, he must have had to hang up. Okay, uh, but anyway. Well, anyway. I, I want to I give him a plug because he has does his radio show, too, mm -hmm. um, that is on 94.5. It's at 4 o'clock this afternoon, Up With America. Um, Tom's been a friend and, and uh, you know cares cares about his country, cares about his community, uh, very uh, got got strong opinions, as John says. He and I have disagreed on occasion, have agreed many more times than we have disagreed, but have stayed friends for a long, long time. And it's uh, I'm, I appreciate him calling in this morning. But he has to get his. Sounds like he's here. Oh, he's back. Tom, are you here? Tommy, Tombo, where are you? Can you hear me? Hey Tom, uh, good we morning. We can hear you. Can you hear us? Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened, guys. I think this whole I think this is a China, some kind of a. China syndrome problem we're having. But, but did you hear what we it. said about you? Did you hear it? Did you hear what I, I said about you? Of, huh? I, I did. I heard what you said. <laughs> I, was, I was on the phone with Betty Sue inviting myself to turkey dinner. <laughs> that's, that's, makes, that's more important, actually. That's, uh, well, you've got your show will be on. To, we were just giving your, your show a plug this afternoon. It's on at 4 o'clock, Up With America. That is correct. We're doing a special edition because Clemson football takes precedence, and I certainly understand that. Well, um, Although the way the country's going right now, I don't know. We've got some serious problems. I had a couple of quick things I wanted to say. First of all, to all your listeners out there, I'm telling you, um, everybody in this area, in the Myrtle Beach or the Grand Strand area, is fortunate to have a guy like Greg Hembry in public office. Thank you, Tom. Greg didn't get, well, you know what, you know how long ago we met? You were, you had just become the attorney in North Myrtle Beach. Yeah, well, I remember, I think, I think I remember meeting with you in a Denny's to talk about running for solicitor. That's exactly right. Yeah, I remember it, and, sure. It was only yeah. about, what, 20, it was 22 years ago, 23 years ago? I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you how long ago it was. Phil Tillman introduced me to you, oh, and wow. when I walked into your office, you looked sure. like you were 18. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. He's, he's still 18. He's no, still like, I'm, all, I'm all worn out on the inside now. Tillman. He was the mayor. Wasn't he's a very young. A lot of, I got a lot of, lot of beating going on for the last Tom, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't Tillman then. once a mayor of uh, North Myrtle Beach? Yeah. I know Absolutely. That. He was yeah. my boss. Phil Tillman was hired me along old. with the council. I want a nice guy. Where is he now? Is he around? Or? He's in Florida. Mm -hmm. He's in Florida uh, surfing daily. Wow. Um, yeah, but you I interrupted daughter, you. I, interu I interrupted you like I normally do, Tom. I apologize to you. Finish up with Greg. You were telling well, us about I, Greg. I, I, I've already said it. I think the guy's great. He's he's done a tremendous job at everything he's done, both as solicitor and as a uh, state senator. And we're proud to have him aboard. Well, Thank what, you, what do you, what Appreciate do you have to it. say about John Bonsignor? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
John. Nothing, John nothing, has, nothing. Don't go any as, further. We know what you're going to say. As he has already said, we go back many, many years. I, uh, I disagree with them probably about as much as I agree with them, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. And I, will, I have to say this, too. John absolutely adored my late wife, Jackie. And absolutely. They worked together on opera, the opera, opera. Mm-hmm. opera workshop and all yep. sorts of stuff. So I Raise her an opera workshop, yeah. She was, she was a founder. In fact, we, right. we honor her today. In fact, I have it right here on my... Uh, I brought along with me uh, a, um, a letterhead... And your wife is right there, founder Jackie uh, Heron. And I always adored your wife. She was a sweetheart, and she also was able to corral you and get your temper down somewhat when you used to fight with me. (laughs) That was not nice. I'm such a nice guy, and you fight with me. Okay, so let me get – there's a couple of really important points, and I appreciate you guys promoting the show this afternoon. Um, you, you guys were talking about the election, and I'm going to I'm going to ask a que- I'm going to make a statement and ask a question, and then I'm going to hang up and let you guys answer. Okay. Uh, number one is this is a statement. Uh, Up with America, both the organization and the show, and a lot of other people have become 100 percent convinced that even though we have 30 smart solutions for America, the only one that matters right now, the most important thing right now, is that we have to find a way. To get, to, to get back to where we have an unbiased media. We are out of control. And the reason everything happens the way it happens is because nobody can get the facts. I mean, if, uh, if you think searching the Internet for the facts about uh, the election and these companies is going to do it, it's not because that's all fake, too. We have to find a way to get back to the days of, you know, Chet Huntley and... Walter Cronkite. Tom, I hate to interrupt you. We only have about a few minutes left. What is your question before we... Uh... Right. And my question is this. Do you, either one of you, think there is any good outcome at the end of this election? Because I don't. I don't see a good outcome. No matter what happens, no matter whether Trump gets back in or doesn't get back in, I don't see a good outcome. I think we're going to have a terrible time in this country. And I would love to hear your responses. And I love both of you guys, all right? Thanks, Thanks, Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, my we, friend. We only have about three minutes. You want to take one minute to answer sure, that? Sure. I, I, just ever so briefly, I, I think we'll remain a divided country. I don't see us uh, unifying as as a result of this process we're going through now, regardless of who becomes president. Um, it's going to take some something else. Uh, is going. It, I don't. I, I I wish I had some uh-huh. some suggestion on what that might be, but it will we take only, something have. else uh, to to you know, sort of change the, the arc of this uh, divide that we have in America right now. And well, I, I think that the divine providence is going to come and help us through. I hope that. The, I, good, Lord, uh, uh, the good Lord has always guarded against America. We were founded by the Virgin Mary. Uh, and uh, so I, I believe that something good is going to happen. Uh, the good Lord is not going to let us flounder because we are one of the countries that uh, has everybody we welcome everybody and get everybody's opinion we only have a few minutes left right. your turkey tell us about your turkey so we only got two minutes I, I want to i want to do two quick two quick things uh about about the turkey so i've i figured out how to burn a turkey no uh, yes i have oh, a lot God. of different ways i've burned i've burned oh. them on the grill i've done that a couple of times i've burned them in a smoker i did that once or twice I fried a turkey one time and it worked out, but it scared me to death, so I didn't do it again. Now I get my son-in-law, who is uh, an expert at frying turkeys, to fry the turkey, and I stay out of the way, and it's all safer for everybody. 
So, um, but I do want to say about, uh, because it's Thanksgiving week coming up and it is a time that we get to get to reflect and think about, you know, hopefully we get to reflect and think about what we're thankful for. And uh, there's so much to be thankful for in our community, especially in our nation as well. We're still the most (laughs) prosperous country in the history of the world. We are, uh, we are, we have no real, uh, we're not, we're at relative peace in the world. I mean, we have troops deployed in places, but generally speaking, we're at relative peace. And in what the is world. that? Finish up with your turkey. I mean, well, we, well that we turkey. Know, I've, I've, oh, we know that. We know that. America, have, America is, a, is, a, is a great we, country. It's we, a wonderful country. It's a beautiful country. And we believe everything. Hi. Well, you know what I'm going to be doing for thank, uh, Thanksgiving? Okay. You're not going to let me finish, are you? Let me finish. How long? How much longer? You I'll want give you thirty seconds. You want a filibuster? Uh, I want to say thank we, you. We're going to cut you down because we have the majority now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. During this coronavirus, to the first responders, medical professionals, teachers that are back in the classrooms and out of the classrooms, trying to make things work. Well, I just well, want to say I've thank you for them. To, now, I'm at your, to, your I've floor. been invited to Greg Embry's house for Thanksgiving. Thank you very much, Gregory. You're welcome, John. And we're going to have about thirty seconds. Look at look at that guy. He's going nuts there. Glenn, take it easy. Relax. Don't watch the time okay well it was really a pleasure working with you today great, uh, it was so, so nice kibitzing with you uh, we had a, a great time yep. having coffee my coffee was cold you had a coffee that you were smart enough to bring uh, john von signor saying thank you very much god bless you all and don't forget tune in next week and listen to our good friend reese boyd Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday Morning Coffee on Talk 94.5.